0: Welcome to another episode of Opinions. Each week we'll be chatting about what's been going on in the industry, sharing our opinions and drinking beer. But this week we're looking back at Indie man and sharing our thoughts on the event. But before that, sit back, crack open a beer and listen to this interview with Johnny Hayes. I'm here at Indie man 2016 and I'm with Johnny, uh, the maestro behind this festival. How's things? Yeah, pretty good,
1: actually. Pretty good. So,
0: we're into year five of of Indie Man. Did you ever anticipate it getting to this?
1: I don't don't know that I did, necessarily. I think this year has felt a little bit surreal, more so than past years, because it kind of starts to feel like we actually are half-decent at putting on events like this. (laughs) And also, like, the fact that it's grown from... It was... An idea we came up with on a train to go to the Grove in Huddersfield, yeah. and we started chatting about it. And it, it, this is the first year where I've thought, oh, "That's that's weird that it's it's grown from just this drunken idea on a train to this thing that apparently lots of people want to come to." Yeah. So. And
0: how, in, in that time, because obviously five years is quite a span of time, mm. how have you seen uh,
1: the, the, the festival change, the, the punters change, the beer change in, in that time? Well, I, I mean, I, I'd love to say that we are ahead of the curve and we uh, know everything that's going to happen in the beer world. But in some ways, I mean, we, we, we learn from every event that we do. And we're very much kind of pushed in a certain direction by the consumers. You know, people want to come to Man to try things that they've never tried before mm-hmm. or they might not normally try so um, yeah, I think, you know, one indication of, of how it's evolved is the cask beer I mean, we just, we don't really have we've got one cask at the entire event this year um, and that's because, I mean we made a big effort with cask beer yeah. over the years and, and, you know, we're we're big fans of it, but it's just a bit a logistical nightmare Mm -hmm. to do and people just didn't want to buy it which is you know it is kind of a shame but you know if when you get to the end of a festival and you're clearing out lots of empty kegs and tipping lots of cash down the drain then it just makes you think like this you know we've got to go with what people really really want yeah yeah um so you know we we it's a bit of a push and pull really you know that like customers kind of push us and then we try and you know move it on a little bit further uh you know like we have this year with the the new token pricing mm-hmm. uh, idea which has been controversial in some quarters, yeah
0: yeah i wanted i wanted to chat to you about that because you've you, you've come you've come under a little bit of criticism this yeah. year for a number of the decisions that, that that you've made around the festival yeah so um let's talk about the the token system yeah um, a lot of people saying that maybe you should have announced that that was the intention when the tickets went on sale so they could have made an informed decision. Just just take me through, I suppose, the thought process that you guys went to to, to think that this is the best option for the festival. Well,
1: uh, it's kind of twofold, really. Um, I mean, the, the main driver is the fact that we know from the rate of sale of each product from previous festivals that people don't just come and drink 4% pale ales. Mm-hmm. I mean there aren't, uh, there aren't that many of them anyway but yeah. that doesn't really happen and that's always kind of taken us a little bit by surprise. Um, so you know we, we, we appreciate that, I mean the vast majority, I'm not saying absolutely everyone that comes to Man. They drink a really wide range of stuff so that they, they, they might come and they might have a few beers that are like were one token or one and a half and then they'll have a couple of twos and maybe towards the end of the night they might have a, a four token beer or even a five or a six token Yeah, yeah. Um, and broadly speaking that that's kind of what we went on that, that that's what people do anyway so why don't we just make it easier um, and make the cost a bit less of a of a, an influence on the on the decision-making process. Mm-hmm. Um, but also, I mean, from a, an administration point of view, it makes it a lot more straightforward for us. Yeah. And it makes it a lot more straightforward for the brewers, uh, for, the, for the people working at the festival, and it, and it, it, it just makes everyone's life a little mm-hmm. bit easier. And, and, you know, we fully accept that there are certain people, if you drink beer in a certain way, and you just like to come and you have a couple of 4% pale ales, then you, you know, it maybe wouldn't work for you. But I, I, I mean, the, the reason why we didn't announce it at the same time as ticket sales is because we hadn't finalised it, we okay. hadn't even decided yep. on it. We kicked around lots and lots of different options, um, whether it was an average price per brewery. Or an average t- price mm-hmm. overall, or you know, or just not changing it at all and sticking with the original system. So it's an idea that we've really kind of uh, worked on yeah. for quite a long time. And you know, we went out to a lot of breweries um, and chatted to them to see from their point of view how they would feel about it. Um, and you know, it, it, it wasn't. We realised we've taken a bit of a gamble here in many ways. Not yeah. not only is it. Um, a gamble in terms of the perception of our customers. It's, you know, it might not work out. Mm-hmm. You know, it might not. Yeah. You know, it, 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 if we've misjudged it, it, it might not work. So but
0: that's that's one of the things that you're actually very well known for is, is innovating and always mm. trying new things, isn't it? Yeah. So, so what, what, I suppose, what do you say to people that say, well,
1: it's a ridiculous price for a, a, a third of beer? Uh, well... It's something that we've agonised over, and I, 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 you know, I wouldn't, I wouldn't seek to say, well, no, don't be silly. This is how much this beer is worth. I mean, I do think that, but I wouldn't, I wouldn't belittle people that mm-hmm. that take that opinion because, like I said, if you drink in a certain way and your price bracket is a certain price bracket, then obviously it does seem like a lot of money. But I think if you came here and looked through the list of beers that we've got on, yeah. beers that we have available here. I mean, everyone really brings their A game to Indie Man. Oh, absolutely! Uh, yeah. And whether that's you know Jester King, or War Pigs, or Two All, mm-hmm. or or those guys from the UK, you know, you see the the list: that Beaver Town and Cloudwater and Northern Monk and Wild Beer, and and all the other guys have brought uh, right from the big guys to the little guys. They all make something really special, and and something that they want to shout about as well. I mean, they all love making session beers but most of the brewers that we well all the brewers that we invite here have a real passion for these uh, kind of more uh, progressive styles uh, you know stronger beers sour beers aggressive uh, beers all these different kind of things which uh, make their beers more expensive you know whether yeah. it's because they to store them or the brewing process is more complicated takes more ingredients they just are more expensive. Mm-hmm. So broadly speaking that that's you know, that that's why we ended up doing it, really. And, you know, we really, really agonised about it because we knew the perception was gonna be that, that we were kind of out to rip people off. Yeah. But you know, I, I and and also there's a perception that by doing that it just drives people to drinking strong beers. Oh, it's just on A B V, isn't it? But that's a bit of a misunderstanding mm-hmm. of how beer works you know some of the most expensive beers i've ever had have been under five percent yeah there or thereabouts so it's not it's not as simple as that it's about the the process that it, yeah. it takes to to make a beer and and for your average punter which is kind of you know we get a lot of beer geeks here. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, which is, you know, we, we, we love those guys because we know the really special stuff that they'll, they'll know about, or they'll have an inside track on it, or they'll know about the brewery. But then we've got a whole swathe of uh, other punters that come who are just really interested. You know, they're not immersed in the beer scene, but they're kind of, they think this is a funny event to come to, and they just want to try some stuff. Yeah. And previously, they would have been, there's, there's half the beers on they wouldn't have even thought about trying because the price was intimidating or mm-hmm. the, something else about it was intimidating, whether it's the A V V or, or whatever. So uh, we wanted to sort of break down those barriers and that's kind of what we've always been a- about. IndyMan is trying to kind of be inclusive. Yeah. Um, I mean, some people might say that we're doing the opposite by doing Do, it, do you
0: think that you'll ever move to kind of the all-inclusive one-price ticket? That you, you pay your fee to get in, and that, that covers you for.
1: I think it's it's interesting, um, and, and I, I think that's something else to, to say about what we've done with the token prices. Is it? It's not particularly innovative. It's not particularly new. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's there's festivals all over Europe where you either pay an all-inclusive price, or in America, and all your beers included, or you know, like. Uh, it's just one token for every beer. You know, it's the same price for yeah. everything. So, you know, we're not... I, I don't take any cre- credit for being in, innovative in this, but um, uh, I guess it's new to this Yeah, this part, part of the industry. Um,
0: let's, let's talk about the, the other thing that, that, that people have had a, a slight whinge about, is, is mm. the glassware. Yeah. Um, some people saying it is inhibiting choice a little bit, that if you wanted to get... A larger pour of a lower ABV beer—you mm. you can't because you're limited yeah. to
1: a to a third glass. What, yeah. what, what do you say to that? Well, uh, uh, again, we haven't changed anything there. Our, our our pour has always been a third. It's just so happened that last year, because we try and change the glassware, the glass ended up being big enough to pour two thirds into. Yeah. But that was the first time we'd ever had that. But all of our prices were still at a third. Um, so that, in, in actual fact, that was the anomaly. Like, prior to that, every year it had just been third okay. class. Yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah, I think people see what we did last year and think that that's what we've yeah. always done, but it's it mm-hmm. it actually always a third. Yeah. So, um,
0: just to finish then, uh, I suppose, what next for Indie Man? Where where do you take this festival next? Where do you How do you stay in front of the curve
1: of, of other UK beer festivals? Uh it's a tricky one. Um, you know, I mean, you mentioned the all-inclusive price thing. I mean, like I said, it's, I think it's quite interesting, but I think that also puts up a bit of a barrier. If you say the ticket price is 50 quid, yeah. but you can drink whatever you want, I think that in itself can be uh, prohibitive to people. Just because, you know, they're, they're, most people are willing to go and spend 30, 40, even a bit more, on a, a night out, mm-hmm. and they inevitably will. But to see that in one lump, I think it would put people off. Um, that's my opinion. Do you think at, the UK the is ready for that sort of pricing on a beer I festival? I don't know. Obviously, London Craft Beer Festival Yeah, do they, they do. I yeah. mean, the, the, there are some licensing issues, though, as well. I mean, you're only allowed to sell beer in the UK in certain measures. OK. Uh, so you can only sell it in a third a half. Two thirds and a pint. Mm-hmm. So there, I think there's a couple of like workarounds, and stuff, yeah. But essentially, that's that's why we serve in a third. Yeah. You know, the, I, you know, we could reduce the token price, and we could um, we could serve ser- smaller measures if if that was legal. Mm-hmm. Not, yeah. In my in my reading of, of, okay. the, yeah, of yeah. the law, um, But in terms of other ways of moving the event forward, I, I think we just try and keep attracting the best possible people we can and also serving as a bit of a, a showcase for what's happening at this moment in beer this year mm-hmm. so you know we get a lot of brewers uh, not only pouring beer here but attending the event and they come around and they see what's happening and they kind of hopefully they go away and get kind of inspired and come back next year and it influences what they what they do. Uh, but yeah I mean we're going to try harder to bring you know we've got Jester King here we've got Warpigs here this year um, we've got Two Old Back you know serving some incredible beers and they are in the absolute world elite of of brewers so you know if we can tempt a few more people like that to come over then that would be great it's never going to be it's only ever going to be a smattering of those people you know what we're really about is UK brewing But it's nice to have those guys here just to serve as that little kind of uh, insight into what's happening
0: elsewhere. Okay. Well, brilliant. I really appreciate your time, as as always. I'm going to let you get back to running your beer festival. It's a pleasure. Uh, Thank you very much. Oh. Thanks. Okay, so that's what Johnny had to say about the event. Um, I think we probably need to get into a beer, mate. That's a great idea. So, uh, do you want to tell the folks what we're drinking this week while I open it up and pour it? Okay, well,
2: like a lot of people, uh, we look forward to the uh, biannual release of Brewdog Born to Die. And so we have the Born to Die 0411 06. 06?
0: 06, 16, even? 16. Otherwise, yeah.
2: that's really not fresh.
0: No, otherwise, it'd be an aged version. An aged version. Of it, wouldn't it? And this is a beer that, as you rightly say, uh, quite a lot of people would have drunk. By now, uh, was also available at, at Indie Man uh, at the weekend, was pouring from the Brewdog Bar. Um, and is the uh, second time we've seen it this year, and uh, is it the fourth time or the fifth time overall now?
2: I've only had Born to Die three times. Okay. I missed the first one or two iterations of it. Right. I think my first iteration was this time last year. Oh, okay. At um, one of your live shows. With Mark at Hawksburn Black.
0: Ah oh, yes, yeah, yeah. We were Wasn't that just as they were running out? And yes. That we, we had
2: to drink them. I sneaked in and drunk one yeah. at last.
0: <laughs> okay, so um, let's let's get into this. Cheers. Right, cheers. What do you think of that?
2: That is absolutely delicious. I think that's bang back on form. It's really soft, isn't it? Yeah. Um, I found the one back in uh, earlier this year was just a little bit harder to work yep. with. Um. And other people I spoke to had the same sort of feeling. This one is a lot softer around the edges. Hasn't got that alcohol burn at all either. Yeah. Um, still got a bit of dryness at the end. Still got the bitterness, but definitely the rough edges have gone on this one. This is lovely. I'm actually regretting only having maybe one or two bottles of this one lying around. Yeah.
0: It's um, it seems to be an interesting pattern that's developing with with them as well. That the the early release in the year does have a lot more of that harshness and alcohol burn that that comes with it but yet the later release does seem to be a little bit softer and much easier to drink i I can remember trying them both last year as as well and thinking the same definitely the that the sort of autumnal release was a much easier beer to drink
2: yeah which is unusual because when um you know cask beer brewers bring out their their autumn releases often they're a little bit harder to, to, to get to grips with to start off with because they're reminding you we're coming into a bit of a, a harsher season mm-hmm. it feels like the beers follow that rather than your spring into summer where you get the bit of the softness coming up and let's look forward to it all so it's almost like brew dog of the, the other way around be curious to know what they're thinking behind having that kind of thing because that seems to be two years running they've had that kind of ilk with the spring. And the winter releases
0: yeah um, i mean it's, it's interesting I, I mean i don't know if the, the the hop profile is the same on each release so i don't know if they change the hops based on, on on what's available um you know that that might be an issue it might be that the hops the early release in the year the hops may be a lot fresher this is a little bit later on in the year the hops are just that little bit older that they've started to get on a bit so obviously the flavor is going to change um, let's not spend too long drinking, um, or drinking, or dr- let's not spend no. too long drinking beer. I want to spend oh. all the show drinking beer, Steve. <laughs> yes, let's uh, maybe not spend too long drinking. <laughs> no, I've said it again, thinking, talking even, uh, uh, about in, the beer. In case anyone wonders,
2: Steve <laughs> did spend a lot of time at the said Indy Mahan festival. I,
0: I, I think maybe I've left a few brain cells <laughs> there, There, to be honest with you. Um, that is what this week's show is, is, is all about, and, and as always, we took to, to Twitter, to, to ask people's views on, on this year's Indie Man Festival.
1: Opinions, opinions, opinions,
0: opinions. Okay, so we asked, um, basically, uh, for those of you who went, how was your Indie Man? Um, and we simply asked for a smiley face, an unsure face, or a sad face. Uh, 144 people voted this week. Uh, 77% on the smiley face. So um, clearly people not having too bad a time at, at demand this year. Um, so what we're going to do, we're going to talk about our points that, that, that we want to chat about for, from Man. So we've got some high points, we've got some low points, we've got some beers we want to talk about. Um, and while we're doing that, what we'll do is we'll factor in what some, some of Twitter have been saying as as well. So, um, mate, you, you were only there for one session, Um, so you're probably gonna have quite a a different view of the event from from, from me. Um, What were your high points of of, of your time there this year? Well yeah, just to add a bit of context, I've been twice now,
2: Um, last year on the Saturday afternoon and this year on the Saturday afternoon. So my points of comparison are, purely with an indie man, is one Saturday one year to the next Saturday Mm -hmm. the next year i um, obviously been to a lot of other festivals this year, um, but for me, the two standout high points are the venue and the people. Mm-hmm. And within the people, I mean, uh, the people we get to meet, the people I actually arrange to meet, people on Twitter who
0: become real people. Hello, you're real.
2: Oh, okay.
0: Yeah, you, you actually exist. Yeah,
2: we're, we're all real together in the same place at the same time.
0: Although I still think at these events, people should walk around... With your There's Twitter nothing, handle. No <laughs> saying, Hello, my name is yeah. at whatever. Yeah, exactly. It'd
2: be really handy actually. Yeah. Because I saw a couple of people and think. I'm sure that's who yeah. they are. Do I know you? Yeah. Do I, I know you? find your profile yeah. and have a look? But at your page. picture's so small. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, and uh, and the people also includes the you know the volunteers as well. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I mean, both Saturdays I've been there has been glorious autumnal days, probably a bit warmer than you'd expect, especially you know up north. Um, but the place just looks stunning both times I've been blown away by the actual venue um, I've seen a couple of signs up where there's obviously um, a, a trust or a friends of who want to bring back it as a swimming bath and so I think that would look brilliant and then I'm thinking shit where would indie Man go? Yeah.
0: Where, where are you going to put indie Man and so I'm in
2: to... a bit of a quandary Part yeah. of me, the, the part of me that likes preserving these kind
0: of buildings thinking oh that's a great idea the other part's going no don't do that where would, there, the beer, where would the beer go there is an opportunity that if they turn it back to a pool I could do a cannonball with a cannonball in, in into the pool I could do like a double cannonball true
2: and they end of the show <laughs> yeah, absolutely <laughs> yes Steve would literally have jumped the shark yes <laughs> um so yeah those, those are two very very big points for me um brewery bars and the and the beers. Quantity and quality, fantastic. Mm-hmm. There was no beer that was off. The amount of choices were fantastic. I had made a little bit of a list this year of ones that I thought these are ones I'd like to try and yeah. get when I was there. First four or five went, uh, I got all of those and then after that I was quite happy just seeing what else I could have from either breweries, you know, that I trust anyway, and I just you know, whatever. Um so yeah, I mean I didn't even I didn't have a Cab water V8 was being relate, released until really late in the day. Yeah. And I thought, well, I'll try that as it's there. Um, big thing for me logistics oh, I, I like good logistics I thought the use of the space was excellent but also the queue management pre-entry
0: oh that was that was brilliant yeah a, a simple a simple little addition yeah and it made so much
2: difference coming round offering to sell the to tokens but they had the ability to take card or cash yeah and also scanning your ticket and giving you your wristband so all you had to do when you went in was pick up your glass
0: yeah, because Absolutely that's all fantastic. Done,
2: yeah. Well done, Indie Man, on that one. And I think because of the space management, it didn't feel as busy this this year on the Saturday.
0: Well, yeah, I've, and I've got to agree with that. And having been to a few sessions, none of the sessions really felt that busy this year. But then, as, as you say, that their space management of that venue. You, you know, they're into their fifth year now of, of, of running Indie Man at Victoria Baths. They know every square inch of that venue. Yeah, and everyone knows the fish mosaic picture now as well. Exa- after this year, absolutely, yeah. Um, but the addition that they made this year was that they basically put a massive marquee in, in the car park at the back, essentially creating a completely new room. Yeah, because that was only the one bar, that was wild. Beer, yeah. wasn't it? Yeah,
2: And it did work actually. I walked through there a couple of times and it did work.
0: It worked, but the fact that they opened up, or they also opened up that side of the building as well. So yeah. you could come out of the far pool and down a ramp and there was there were two ways in and out of that marquee and the toilets were also there and there were more toilets as well this year as well, which is obviously something that people, people moan about it every year, but it's the one thing they literally have no control over because it's a very old building. You can't build more toilets. No. But you've got space to put more portable toilets, which they did Which they did, without just having a load of
2: toilets outside. Yeah. You you still had to manage your space for the wild beer bar, space for people to move around, and also for the food places. Yeah. So, yeah, logistics, I think these guys do know how to use that space now, like you say, after five years, I guess they feel very comfortable
0: working within that environment as well. I I think they're now utilising every bit of available space to them. I, I don't think they can use any more space. No, that's, that's probably true. That's there. That's
2: probably true. So no, I, I said those those were definitely the standout
0: pluses. Definitely the standout pluses for me. Okay, well, just just to lend itself to that, I just want to share a few points what what people shared um, on Twitter with us this week. Okay, so first up, um, Janice Dunn, at Mrs. Beersnob and and I've I I spent the whole weekend with the beer snobs, um, which was fantastic. Uh, I, I always enjoy spending time with Wayne and Janice. Um, but she said, it, it was fun, but it was more about catching up with friends and other good beer folk than beering it up. Um, which I think a lot of people generally come to, to yeah. that opinion. Um, Bob Maxfield, um, a great event, well organised, great beer, great people. Not perfect, but you can't please everyone. It was great, but had some dickheads in all of my fudge um bob your fudge was amazing yeah your uh, fudge
2: was amazing so sorry i nicked it all
0: yeah yeah we're, we're, we make no apologies for that and then um someone who's worked very well known to you mate michelle daniels uh at ginger daniels 13 first time for me loved it especially meeting new twitter beer friends awesome venue and of course the beer no mention of you no yeah, no thanks that, michelle that though mate. yeah i remember that <laughs> so so that's um that, that's kind of lending itself to to, to what what, yeah. what you were saying there um from, from my point of view, as I say, having spent, I did, I did three sessions this year um, I, and I've got to agree with a lot a lot of what you're saying, the space didn't feel as busy, there was a good selection of bars, a good selection of beers across the bars as, as well, um, there were a lot of double IPAs but I, I think 2016, there's always a theme for every year isn't there? In terms of beer, and, and 2016 has got to be the year of the double IPA. Yeah, it's
2: been a year of double IPAs and cans. Yeah. So to not have everyone showcasing a lot of their double IPAs, no they, they were the, the first four beers I had were that they were on my list. Yeah. You know, I, I was going
0: for the dippers. Well, that's yeah. You want to, you want to give them a try, don't you? Yeah, I wanted yeah. to give them a try as soon as I could.
2: Yeah. And you know, they a lot of them brought their releases either they would releasing them now or had just released them.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. And. I think, like you say, a lot of breweries bought their A game this yeah. year as well. So you had Cloudwater, who two days before the event released the most extensive spreadsheet explaining which beer was exactly which beer was going to be on which tap at which time and what it was going to be replaced with as, as well. Which so, is bloody impressive! It, really good there. planning on on part of Cloudwater. Uh, Magic Rock release were there releasing a the new beer. Uh, Lost and Grounded were there with all of their new beers. Northern Monk, new beer. Oh, Northern Monk, mm-hmm. love, the, love the Game of Thrones. Yeah, as- made as- out of as- absolutely, yeah, Game of cans uh, <laughs> hashtag Game of Cans. Although I do think Can of Thrones sounds better. Can of Thrones. But it doesn't work quite as well as, as, as Game of <laughs> Um But yeah, I mean, there was, there was a lot going on, and, and like you say, they've nailed the logistics this year. The, the, that, um, you, you know, the ability to come out in the queue and, and, and get you checked in, they did that at the Leeds Festival this year, which I thought was really, really good at the time. Because it does, then, you know, as soon as the door's open, you've got a wristband, you're in. There's, there's also lets people know that you are getting
2: to that point where the place is about to open. Yeah. So that you're not just queuing. I mean, the queue for Indie Man gets long very quickly. And people don't want to feel like they're going to be there for a while. And as soon as you get a bit of movement and people are doing stuff, people are forgetting so much about the queue. You're thinking, okay, well... They are on track. We are going to be going yeah. in just after half eleven, and I reckon it's going to be two or three minutes before I have a beer in my hand.
0: Yeah, and I think they got people in very quickly this year. Very as well. quickly, because you've only like you say they're only picking up a glass and then then they're in. They're in. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I mean, you know that again, it had a it had a it had a great vibe to it. You, you know, the room that we were in on Saturday, it was great that they were playing '80s tunes in there as well, because that that just really worked to me. It added slightly cheesy edge to it uh, the, which
2: just quite shout nice. out for the cyber and playing Beatles for me okay they were cool. playing constant
0: Beatles yeah. when i was in there nicking uh the, the fudge so, so you're <laughs> the dickhead uh, that, that bob refers i think we were all dickheads actually because although bob did offer us the, yeah. the fudge so that has to be said um okay so that's that's the good stuff um we heard in the interview at the beginning johnny talking about some of the uh shall we say some of the negatives that that were kind of levied at them before the event yeah um let's let's chat about some of that now um and i think johnny given a very good account particularly of their decision around the tokening and the pricing and, and and the glassware as well um and just some of the points that we had back from from twitter this week so uh rich rich keller who's been on a number of homebrew specials um from the Beer O'clock Show in the past, uh, was dubious about the new tokens to start with, but spent about the same as he usually spends, um, and had beers of the same strength over the weekend. Um, Mark H at Mark H991 mostly good, but felt too expensive compared to previous years, and and why not let the breweries deter- determine their own prices? Now Johnny did mention that in the interview in terms of. They checked the pricing structure with all of the breweries before they announced it. So obviously they all had to be happy with that, do you think?
2: It must have been. If we go back to what Johnny said in the interview um, about the tokens and the various thought processes that they went through and the various discussions they had, um, based on what the route they probably were looking to take anyway, they probably ended up at the most equitable solution. Yeah. I would tend to agree that having been to other beer festivals this year, I've got no real problem with there being a slight variation between either a, a token and a half token or, you know, just paying cash. I've got no issues either way. I mean, it does come down to the organisers, but when that happens, and they have to also be prepared but it isn't going to suit everyone. My own feelings about the tokens were that probably what Mark said, it felt a bit more expensive than last
0: year. Yeah. Um, and perception is a big thing. Absolutely, and you know, having done three sessions, yes, it felt more expensive. Did I spend more money across those three three sessions? I don't know. I I I don't know if I did. I think I maybe spent about the same. I think the one thing for me, and this point that, that that was made as well, this was a uh, beer revere made this at beer underscore revere. Uh, wish the food was money and not tokens Um, some thirds worked out a little pricey great atmosphere and good beers in general but the food for me seemed very very expensive to be you know parting with three or four of your tokens for a pizza or a pie I would have liked to have had the option to have paid cash at the food bars I think they just should have been cheaper whether it
2: was cash or tokens if I'm being absolutely honest again I can't profess to be an expert in how much these guys had to pay to pitch up, what their margins are, it felt expensive to me again. And this could just be perception. It, it you know, when we had the tag street food, which I think is probably would would have applied to most of the food being sold there outside, certainly there seems to be a premium on that,
0: and I felt like quantity, quality, and price weren't quite matching up for me. But but that being said, from what I hear, and I I can't. Contest to this because I'm I'm not a fan of Indian food, but apparently Bundo Bust are absolutely nailing it in terms of their pricing structure for their food. Okay, and obviously that's you know Bundo Bust are well known within craft beer circles as as being very good at what they do. And and for me, probably a massive shout out. I really probably should have got the name of the place, but the, the cheese place for me was an absolute winner. You could get a, a a plate of three cheeses, some chutney, some spiced meat, and a lump of bread for a fiver. And that and,
2: seemed to be a bit of a winner with a lot of people. Yeah,
0: and they were taking cash, as, yes, as, as which as means well. you don't feel like you're spending your beer money. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Those tokens over the weekend. Those tokens are my beer money. Yeah, I don't want to be you know parting with those for food. That's that's for beer. For, for me. But I would say on the whole the token
2: thing having heard the interview with Johnny I can see the, the logic I still think that it probably did sort of swerve me towards thinking I might as well go big and I put, I might have done anyway because of some of the releases you know yeah. you know V8 I went for Double Heathen um, 5503 from Brew by Numbers I would have gone for them anyway if I'm yeah. being honest so I think from an administrative point of view and the fact that it probably kept it ticking over the bars quicker. So mm-hmm. there is a plus side to that. Oh, which, absolutely, yeah. Which is only actually just entered. One, one token, one beer. One yeah. token. It's so easy. There's no <clears throat> thinking on the parts of the volunteers. Um, and I'm nothing can go missing or awry. Yeah. It's tokens in, tokens out, one third equals one token. So I, I can see a lot of pluses for doing it. Um yeah, ju- my preference would have been to have known about it when I bought my tra- my actual ticket, my train ticket, my indieman ticket and knowing what the token structure was at the same
0: time. That would have been my preference, just to add all my knowledge up front. Now, now, now Johnny did address that in, in the interview, because I I, I asked him, uh, and he said they simply hadn't made the decision at the time that they put the tickets on sale. What what what, what do you think about that? Um,
2: well, I think it's a bit like a football club announcing their fixtures and saying what are going to be the A games, the B games, the C games, but not telling you what ones. I'm just expecting okay. you to buy your tickets. Yeah. I, think, I think that, yeah, they obviously went through a, a long process, and you can only wait so long to release your actual tickets for your for your admission. Mm-hmm. But I uh, again, they seem to tweak things every year, from last year to this year. They definitely tweaked things, and from what I understand, from what other people said, they tweak things. So I imagine if year number six comes up, they're still organising it, still in the same place. They'll be further tweaking. So I, I think would, for me, yeah. it's not it, it's it's the the token thing is more of a niggle for me. Um, I, I was probably more negative pre-festival than post-festival about it, if I'm being honest. So it was more of a nickel.
0: Which is why we wanted to, because I, I openly said on Twitter I wasn't gonna make any comment yeah. before the event because I thought it you can't make a comment on something that you've not experienced. No. And and for me, I wanted to go along and experience it and see whether it felt more expensive and see whether I felt like I was getting value for money. And I think on the whole, I, I do feel as though I, I got value for money like yourself. I, I drank a lot of big beers yeah. on on the Thursday night. I think when when I when I woke up on Friday morning and my head was a little bit sore and I looked back at Untapped. I think I had a six beer run of double IPA, impi stout, double IPA, impi stout, double IPA, impi stout. Yeah. Because I want
2: I wanted to go
0: big. Yeah.
2: But I mean, again, I said, I think that was that's fine. I mean, I got I did get to try some beers I may not have tried. I mean. I've got a bottle of Lord Almighty Smog at home, which I haven't found an occasion to have, and Beaver Town had that. Yeah. So I said, okay, so well, you, here's a token. To do, I'll, it, yeah. I'll have a third of that, please. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Without having to crack open the bottle I've got at home, which yeah. I've had for a couple of years. Um, so, yeah, like I said, it's more of a niggle. I was definitely more negative about it pre than post.
0: Okay. Um, and I think that that probably lends itself to, to, to one of the comments we had this week um, from Super Crushy at Femto Brewster. Um, it's an incredible festival lots of invalid moaning this year not really fair and again i think i i didn't want to have a comment either way until i had experienced it i've not really got a lot to moan about in in terms of the event i i will openly say for me something wasn't quite clicking about the event overall this year but that might just be a, a personal thing i've I've experienced a lot of different festivals this year as well. So whereas in the past, Indie Man was on a pedestal for, for me, all, all of a sudden it's it's not the only horse in the race. There are other events that I've been to where I've experienced different things and um, I've experienced different ways of doing it. Um, it did feel like um, maybe a little bit of the magic had gone, but then I've been three years in a row. I've done a lot of sessions, um, a lot of the beers aren't that exclusive to the event anymore. So there's a lot of things that factor into that. Um, Will I go again next year? Probably. But I'm probably not going to do as many sessions next year as I've done in the past.
2: Yeah, I mean, that's quite interesting because you're you're talking from a position of having been consistently over the the course of the event. Whereas, you know, again, I've done two sessions in two years, you've done two sessions by the time I turned up on Saturday. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so, you know, there, there are, going back to Femme to Brewster's point, um, I'm not sure, you know, moans are, are valid or in, invalid unless people are just trolling for the sheer sake of it. And if you really wanted to, you could pick fault with anything
0: yeah and it seems as though there were a lot of people that were moaning that didn't actually go yeah which, which I think you've got you can't moan about something that you don't you don't go to yeah
2: it's been like you know you, you've got to pay your taxes yeah. yeah you know you pay your dues then you can have your have your shout out. I, I do have a moan okay what, um, what was your moan? the glasses
0: oh um, the, 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 the glassware <laughs>
2: Um two 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 moans about it the main one is the size and again I've got no problem with having the option of one token equals a third but there are some beers where I would have liked to have had two-thirds in one hit and sit down and chat and socialise with my friends a bit more. That option was taken away. Okay. And I noticed that on Johnny's interview that he said that last year was the first year they'd had the third, half and two-thirds option in one glass from the Cloudwater sponsored glass. That glass worked a lot better for me. It's the sort of glass I'll use at home a lot more than this year's Indie Man glass. Yeah. Um, and like I said, I, I, I missed the social aspect. For me, the, like I said, the first thing I said was the people. I didn't actually get to spend enough time with the people because either they were looking to get the next beer or I was. And also, the glasses seemed very fragile.
0: Now, that's, that's interesting because to, to pick up on, on the two things you said there, so, 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 so firstly, the thing about them being fragile, I, Indian man were quite vocal before the event that they were quite sturdy glasses. And, and that they would stand the test of time, they, they really don't feel like they're, they're, they're sturdy glasses. No, they're me. very thin. They, they feel like you're going to have to look after it. S- secondly, the point about the size of the glass. In, in the interview, Johnny said that, that, that actually last year was probably the anomaly in, in terms of the, the size of the glass, and prior to that, the glasses were all um, marked a little bit less. I'm, I'm going to just check in in my glassware cupboard now um just to see at the previous year to see what the markings were on it so this is from this would be the 2014 glass it's right there on the glass to actually help me out uh and it is it's it's only a third glass okay um maybe a little bit more space uh, at the top of it so you probably couldn't get a half
2: measuring no, in there. A bit more robust looking as well certainly and the stem,
0: yeah, yeah, it feels a lot, lot stronger. Um, I, I, I can only assume with the glassware that they're trying something like again. You, you know, we've, we've, we've compared a lot of things to um, the McKellar uh, Copenhagen beer celebration, where they do a different special glass every year. Um, and obviously there's always a glass partner as well and it inter- would be interesting to know how much input they have, in, have into the shape oh, yeah. of the glass my,
2: and- actually, that was, that's my moan the rest of them are uh, niggles that was, the, that was the moan for me because I and, and I've had this moan about LC- LCBF as well about the 90 milliliter pause It means I'm never speaking to anyone
0: for longer than about two sentences or mid sentence because either I'm going for another bill, or they are but again I think that was something that Johnny mentioned in the interview because he, he did he did comment on that and, and said that Legally in the UK, you're only allowed to serve in third half, two thirds or pint measure. Which So, so for the likes of the, the London Craft Beer Festival, where you're, you're getting 90 mil pours, that I can only assume that 90 mil is the measure at which it's still classed as a taster. Yes. So that's their only way around getting oh, yeah, an no, all-inclusive price. I, I would, the, I would rather the, like
2: the bigger option. Yeah. So for me, it's not about making it smaller. It's about... The third per token, fine. But I would have liked quite happy spent a couple of tokens in one hit and had it all in one glass, mm-hmm. and then just stopped and taken a few moments out, which is what I wasn't able to do by just okay. having the maximum yeah. of third. Yeah. Um. Yeah. The, the only other thing for me was a uh, lack of water stations. Yeah. know th-
0: th- you could was, get there water. Was, there was one the th- th- where
2: you could go and ask. Yeah, but for me, again, y- your example earlier, you had your six beers, dipper, dark, dipper, dark, dipper, dark. Really, you need to rinse those out. And I know that some of the brewery bars have their own uh, sparkling rinser. That's that's brilliant. Not all of them did, though. Yeah. And with some of those big, dark beers, you need a really good rinse on those sometimes to get rid of that film that's on the inside because it's so viscous. So yeah. that, that I think that would have been good. Um, Again, I don't know how they would have set it up, uh, but other craft beer festivals have have managed to have the water available.
0: Well, that, that's interesting because there, there was a guy in the next to us in the queue on saturday while i was waiting to go in that was from from scotland and he was saying in, in scotland it's a legal requirement that anywhere that serves alcohol has to have water readily available on tap for for people so at all of the festivals in scotland there's water stations okay one that includes the camera ones then must do.
2: I might look into that
0: discussion for another day for you. because yeah. I know that's a particular bugbear <laughs> of, of yours. Expect expect a blog post from Martin um, sometime soon on that. I imagine. Um, okay, so let's. Um, before we get into uh, Indie Man beers, uh, we're both almost at the end of our born to die. Have you got any further final comments about about this beer?
2: To be honest, I've been making it last. Um, <laughs> it's, it's really very drinkable for its eight and a half percent. What I do like it. Uh, 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 Aside from the beer, I like the fact that the label stays the same every year. I like that as well. Yeah. I actually quite like that. So don't get me wrong. I like the innovation with other labels. Um, I like the way that you know Cloudwater brought out a, a different variation for their ones. But I do actually quite like Brewdog, Born to Die, having exactly the same label apart from the, the date being different.
0: Yeah, it's. I, I love that. I think it's great. Yeah. It, it makes it into a nice little series, yeah. doesn't
2: it? Yeah. yeah. Um. I, but the actual beer itself doesn't taste like it's eight and a half percent. No. Far too drinkable. Far too drinkable and you're probably regretting sharing that now.
0: No, I'm not, I'm, I'm, I'm enjoying sharing it, actually. <laughs> it's, it's, we can bring the love to the people that, that way. Um, so let's just finish off our indie Man chat by talking about uh, beers. Um, that's why we're all there. Uh, we wanted to sample some of the best beers in the UK uh, right now. So what were the beers that did it for you at the weekend, mate?
2: Well, like I said, there was obviously, I did have a few on the list. So when I found out that Brew by Numbers were releasing their third iteration of their double IPA 50, 55 series. So I've had the 01, I've had the 02, went straight in. i had that was the first beer. 5503. Bang. Again, I think I've just written down on here, there's no alcohol in it. <laughs> there's just there's just no alcohol coming off it at all. Complete lack of actual alcohol as far as I could taste. It
0: just it it was the first beer I had on Saturday and it was like drinking breakfast juice. Yeah. It was grapefruit, orange there was maybe some lemon in there and it was just, it was just, yeah.
2: Yeah. Piffy, fruity bitterness, complete lack of alcohol. It's all going yeah. down. Um, next on the list was, um, I went, I was, uh, when, I have not I went for the Imperial Lord Smog Almighty a little bit later on. Mm-hmm. Um, that's very whiskey, very PT. That has got an alcohol burn. You know you're drinking something pretty big on that one. Uh, but going back to the dippers, you know, Cloudwater V8, Thoughts? I enjoyed it. Having had revisited 5, 6 and 7 recently, I'm not sure it's quite there yet, if I'm being absolutely honest, because we haven't spoken about V8 at all. But it was, again, it was another very fruity offering, but just not quite sure if it quite did what it, the other ones did for me.
0: That's that's really interesting, uh, because my view on V8 is it's the best one since version 3. Really? Which is widely lauded as being the best version. Yeah ever for me it was it was up there as being as good as version 3 okay excellent then so it, it was a real standout for me i think that was <clears throat> that was the second beer i i had um when i went in on thursday night um because obviously i made a a, a beeline straight to magic rock um to, to try the hypnotist um and then had a had had a virtual fight with with paul uh with paul grant who i was with uh to be the first person to check it in on untapped which, of course, I won. Yes. <laughs> Get in.
2: Uh, yeah, I went for the hypnotist myself as well. Uh, not quite so fruity as the other IPA offerings, yeah. um, which I quite liked, actually. Um, definitely, you know, a little bit tougher on the uh, on the mouthfeel. Wasn't quite as drinkable, but it was bloody enjoyable. Do you
0: think IPAs are changing, aren't they? Yes. We're, we're seeing a, a change, the next step in evolution of the, the, the IPA. Yeah now um which is very much following the trend in america yes. towards these east coast merc bombs uh, yeah i, I mean hypnotist was definitely a Merc yeah um you know even even having it in the dark room it was a bomb. yeah a- absolutely so it, it's interesting to see how that's beginning yeah. to happen and uh, and where that's going so any any other standouts right? um,
2: i i did get a couple of i did have a couple of cans down um, because i you know um unlike unlike myself michelle was a bit more paste on her on her drinking, and with a few tokens to use up. So I had a couple of cans, but the can which was the standout was the um, was from Moore. Um, what's the uh, the evil? The agent of evil. That's the one. Yeah, um, that's banging. That's a that is one of the best black IPAs out there.
0: Oh, I've still not tried it. It's
2: it's it does it has that right balance between whether you know sometimes it can be too roasty or too IPA ish. It's bang in the middle as far okay, as I'm
0: I, I am going to commit to tracking a can of that now. You have to. And trying it before next week's show. It's it's banging. Okay. Um, any more? Or? No, 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 no. I mean,
2: I, I could just probably read off the whole list of yeah. 12 I spent my tokens on, if I'm being honest. But those were the ones that
0: I was aiming to have when I was there. Okay, so for, for me, other than the V8 that, that we've already mentioned and um, the, the hypnotist that we've mentioned as well, there, there were two real standouts that probably sit at complete opposite ends of the spectrum. Um, so the first one was um, from Track Brewing, which was their double Sonoma. Now, I, I've gone on um, record in the past to say that I think Sonoma, uh, as a parallel at something like 3.8%, is probably the best parallel in the UK right now. Just when you gave the 5-2? Yeah, it's, it's stunning. It's, it's just incredible. Um, when I heard that they had a double version of it, I was a little excited. As, as as you can imagine, it, it turns out. Although I, I don't quite understand how Double Sonoma became a Double IPA when the single version is only a parallel. I'm wondering where the surely it was a double parallel. Um, but semantics. Um, anyway, it was a it was incredible. It was just it was as good as I hoped it would be. Um, big flavors, juicy flavors, lovely, lasting dry bitterness. Which and it was literally like Sonoma's big bad brother. Um, Not tried anything from them, but after
2: this weekend, a few people I've either heard from or seen, it's definitely something to be yeah. tracked down as far as I can tell. Yeah,
0: a- absolutely. And, and, and
2: congratulations to Interman for getting people like them out there.
0: Oh, oh yeah, I mean, it's it's brilliant that they, and, and that's the one thing that they do fantastically every year, is to showcase local talent. So it's a tracker local to Manchester, yeah. they had Runaway were there, um, you know, obviously Cloudwater there. Um, all of the squawk as well were in there, so all of the local breweries. Yeah, which I think is brilliant. I I think brilliant. Having local is brilliant. Is. Um, the, the one beer that's probably the standout beer at the festival was the 2303 from Brewery by Numbers, which was like a 5.3% parallel, which which I drank in about 30 seconds.
2: I did, oh, I saw that one there, but I was so. Uh, be sorted by having the 5503 i just it didn't was, go back. Mate,
0: honestly it was incredible i've never drunk anything so drinkable in all my life it was though it, it didn't much like the the, the the 5503 it didn't even feel like you were drinking alcohol it just felt like you were drinking fruit juice and it just went down so easily and at, at the point that i had it on saturday it was the perfect beer because it just kind of refreshed and it cleansed me at the same time,
2: without packing too much of a punch compared to the other beers.
0: Absolutely. Yeah. Again,
2: I'm saying over five percent, not packing, not too much of a punch. Yeah. But <laughs> times have moved on.
0: <laughs> you know, I had a lot of great beer. I, I had a few beers that weren't so great, but on on the whole, you know, um, I I enjoyed what I drank, and and you know, there were many beers that I would have gone in for. Uh, again, and in fact, that I think only I only went in twice for one beer. Which was the hypnotist because I wanted to try it again. Well, that's good. I because I was only there for the one session, I didn't try anything at repeat. But yeah,
2: I can imagine if I did do a second session, there would have been a couple of those I wouldn't mind to be visiting just to see if my feelings were the same.
0: Yeah, and and I, th- I think I think you need to because you try so much over the yeah. weekend. Oh yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah. Um. So any any final points? Um. Around. The Indie Man Festival, or maybe there was anything else that you did in the last week that wasn't Indie Man related. Um, no, my beery
2: adventures was, was quite uh, quite low actually. The only other one of note was the uh, regular Essex Bottle Share that we both attended last uh, last Tuesday at the at the Ale House in, in Chelmsford. And at this point, I'm going to give a shout out to. The soon-to-be departed manager landlord of the place, Alex, who's going, here, here. who very selfishly is going back to Australia and abandoning us. Um, he joined us the other night, but he also treated us as well to a couple of beers at the end, um, including the four pure deuce box. Yes, which, um, which was, great which was to a lovely, that, yeah. uh, that was a nice, that was a nice <laughs> treat. Um, so you can see why I'm going to miss him. Yeah, uh, but he's got a, he's got an Aussie New Zealand beer festival coming up at the end of october which i'm sure we we'll give a shout out again so if you are in and around Chelmsford at the end of october please pop into the alehouse you won't regret it absolutely can't can't um can't agree with you more there what about you steve apart from
0: indie man which you attended three sessions was there anything else on your list last week i i, I did manage to squeeze in a few <laughs> other things yeah so um well, I'll start with the one that had nothing to do with Indy Man, which was, uh, I was lucky enough to be in Leeds when um, Andy Parker's Elusive Brew had a tap takeover at Northern Monk, so I got to go along and try all of Andy's beers. That, uh, that well, I actually at the refectory? Yeah, at, oh, at the refectory, so he all on, all on keg. And it was great to just try his range of beers. Uh, finally got to try his, his American Red as well, which was obviously the beer that essentially set him up to do what he's doing now. Uh, got to try Level 1 and Level 2 of that and really enjoyed both of them. Um, so, so that was good. Um, and then while I was in Manchester, um, I managed to hit up a few of the fringe events that were going on uh, around Indie Man as well. So managed to do the, the Buxton Tap Takeover at Port Street where I... Um, pleasured myself with a with a pint of Axage on cask,
2: and that's a sentence I never want to hear again
0: <laughs> on this podcast. It was amazing, mate. Honestly, I've never tasted anything like it. Um, I also managed to hit up the uh, the brew dog um, in in Manchester because they had a kernel tap takeover and had like. Loads of Kernel beers that seemed to all be brewed with experimental numbers as well. So I can't even tell you what they were. <laughs> um, and, and then finally also got along to Beer Nouveau, who were running um, a history of IPA weekend. So uh, Steve at Beer Nouveau had, had brewed 12 beers going back to the 1800s that basically told the story of how IPA started off and how it developed devastated to have only made it through nine of those beers what's the matter um i i it was it was after a session at Man. um so i fell short of doing the full 12 um but uh paul grant who who was with us for the weekend big shout out to him because he did manage the 12 so um it was it was great though just to be part of, of some other bits that were going on around the city
2: yeah i mean it did seem like compared to last year there seemed to be more fringe events going on
0: Oh, absolutely, yeah. And, and I don't think all of them were, were necessarily part of the official fringe, but if you're a brewer in Manchester, you, you, you're not you're not going to miss that it? opportunity. Uh, I, the bandwagon's yeah, there, jump on it. Yeah. Um, and then finally, just a, a big shout-out to um, Tom and Ross from Beer Nomicon. It was great to meet those guys um, and to chat to them uh, about a little collab that we're planning for the future. Also managed to catch up with Gaz from the Tap Lens podcast as well. Um, and obviously, obviously spent the weekend with the amazing Irish Beer Snobs. Um, yeah, so. great
2: to see you both, Janice and Wayne.
0: So yeah, it was good just to catch up with people. So, we need to start wrapping this thing up this week. We've been rambling on for far too yep. long. Um, who's getting the big box of nothing this week in the this prize, mate?
2: Well, firstly, apologies to last week's winner. Neither of us brought the big box of nothing to him when uh, we bumped into Rob <laughs> from Scene. At the Indie Man. It was the first thing he said to me. I was going to well. say, but he asked for it. He, as well, he did ask he? for yeah. the big box of nothing. Yeah, I, I blame did. you. Yeah. I blame Thanks. you. Okay, there's a, there's a few in the running this week. A um, couple are related to Indie Man. Uh, but the first one isn't. Um, someone very kindly mocked up a couple of bottles of Pumpkin King from Brewdog with your likeness on it, Steve.
0: Brilliant. Thanks for that.
2: So I don't know whether that means you have to try it at some point.
0: It's maybe it's the only way I get a mention in this damn segment.
2: <laughs> it is. Uh, so thanks to Sparky Wright for that one. Um, someone took a nice group shot of um, a few of us upstairs at Indie Man. Uh, that was uh, from Mark the Gas Man, who we spent quite a bit of time with on the Saturday.
0: I, I spent most of the weekend yeah. with Mark. And uh, lo- lovely to this.
2: see you again as well. Um, but I took a picture but obviously I can't mention that one because that's against the rules. Absolutely. The winner is a Manchester related picture, but it was at one of the fringe events. It was taken at Brewdog Bar, Manchester by Mrs. Beersnob of the Irish Beersnobs. It was a picture of the uh, Brewdog, hello, my name is Ingrid, with a nice purple hue on the picture. But the clincher to win this was a photo bomb opportunity from one only Mr. PJ McKerry.
0: McKerry bomb.
2: Who has got a very purple forehead on (laughs) this picture. So big box of nothing um, off to uh, Mrs. Beer, Snobbin
0: Island. Um, I might even deliver that myself when I go over there in November. Very good. And um, you can enter into the prizes prize every week by just putting a picture on Instagram using the hashtag. Cheers guys. Um, so make sure you look out for our opinions polls every Sunday night to get involved in our discussions. We'll be talking more opinions soon. And in the meantime, you can find us at Beer O'Clock Show on Twitter, Instagram and Facebook. You can also find me on Untapped at Beer Show Steve. Martin, where can people find you?
2: Uh, beer is the answer on Untapped, Twitter and Instagram.
0: Um, we're pleased to say that Opinions are still able to bring you discounts from ours by mail, beer merchants, Eber, and hot burns and black. Check out beerclockshowcouk backslash discounts. So until next time, um, that brings us to the end of this Indie Man special show. Um, We'll be chatting some more next week. Cheers. Cheers. (laughs)